Hey, this is Deanna. And this is Ken. And this is episode four of Pumpkin Spice Thrillers. Scary movies for basic people. This week's movie is The Boy Next Door. It's a 2015 American erotic thriller. Boo. Welcome back to episode four of Pumpkin Spice Thrillers. Um, as we said before the music, this week we'll be talking about the uh, 2015 J-Lo film, The Boy Next Door. Yeah, I did not re- realize it came out so recently. Like, I thought it was like 2010. It definitely has the feel of like a 1998 made-for-TV movie. Truly. Lifetime, yeah. there's a powerful moral lesson in its core. <laughs> yeah, I agree. As with most psychosexual thrillers, the moral lesson being sex is dangerous. Dangerous. It could kill you. It could kill you. Yeah. Um, So before we get into it, should we provide a little summary of the movie? Absolutely. Okay, great. So this is um, a quick little summary from IMDb. When a handsome, charming teenage boy named Noah moves in next door, newly separated high school teacher Claire Peterson encourages his friendship and engages in a little bit of harmless, or so she thinks, flirtation. Although Noah spends much of the time hanging out with Claire's son, the teen's attraction to her is palpable. One night, Claire gives in to temptation and lets Noah seduce her, but when she tries to end the relationship, he turns violent. Um, Yeah, so I think that's a pretty adequate summary. Uh, I would also like to point out, if anybody is following along at home on imdb.com, there's usually plot keyword tags, and the tags for this movie are older (laughs) women, younger man relationship, oral sex, Argument, sex scene, infidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, by the way, did you know about IMDb's parents' guide, Ken? I did not. <laughs> right. So I was um, at a, a like benefit thing for a friend's nonprofit this week talking about pumpkin spice thrillers. I, I always am hustling <laughs> out <about>. there. Um, <laughs> and I was telling a friend, Lane, hello, Lane, about uh, this week's movie, and he immediately pulled up imdb.com and went straight to the parent's guide. No. Mm-hmm. So every movie has a parent's guide. You click on it, and you see view content advisory. And in it, it describes all the sex and nudity in that movie. <laughs> Um, while there is nudity, no genitalia or full breasts are shown, which is not true. I don't think Do you remember the true. girl who worked at the hardware store? <gasps> Duh! Full breasts. Yes. Yeah. We have to go in and edit. We must become IMDb editors. Um, or like you see Noah's naked butt as he is changing clothes. So just, you know, detailed yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> documentation for parents, yeah. obviously. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. A somewhat graphic sex scene between Noah and Claire, which includes kissing, undressing, hands cupping breasts, <laughs> hands slipping under panties, a naked male <laughs> bottom, and thrusting. Yeah, so. I feel like the parents are getting off writing about I this. I mean, who is writing it? Is it for parents? Um, according to Lane, uh, this is what teenage boys check out on IMDb before seeing a movie. Also, this is saying a second sex scene shows Noah and Allie, the girl Kevin has a crush on having sex. You see Allie's naked butt and the tops of her breasts. This must have been referring to an edited cut that was released in oh. theaters. We must have seen like the director's yeah, cut the director's because <laughs> you see Allie's full breasts. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely a lot of breasts. So... Okay. Anyways, um, very handy case closed. tool. Very handy tool in case Great. you need it. Why even see the movie when you can just get your jollies <laughs> reading the parents' guide? Exactly. To be honest. Yeah. Um. Actually, so Ken, before we got into, we get into like the plot of the movie. I wanted to talk a little bit about the casting. Okay. Great. Yeah. 
So, um, were most of the actors in this movie to you recognizable? Other than, of course, iconic J-Lo. Okay, so J-Lo, obviously very recognizable. Um, I And the guy who played her husband that she's mm-hmm. divorcing mm-hmm. was very recognizable. Aiden from Sex and the City. Aiden? No, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So he's Aiden from Sex and the City, but he's sort of playing like a Mr. Big from Sex and the oh, City truly. character. Try not to get typecast about it. Totally, yeah. totally. And then um, and then obviously Kristen Chenoweth <laughs> looking worse than she has ever looked right so in her life that's what i want to talk about like kristen chenoweth like is she she's like famous right she's famous she's very famous because i looked her up looked her up on wikipedia kristen chenoweth plays the vice principal Principal. of the school and And jayla's best best friend friend. slash like they're like in cahoots towards the end anyway also like sort of like a farmer she lives on a working farm that's full of farm Equipment, yeah. like rusting farm equipment for no reason. She's yes. a vice principal of the school. Yeah. Okay. But I looked up her, her Wikipedia. This actress has won two Tonys, okay, for You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and Wicked. She was on West Wing. Oh, yeah. She won an Emmy for Pushing Daisies and Glee. Mm-hmm. Why is she in this movie? Why is she in this movie? I, like, what was that about? Like, the agent was like, hey, here's your way to get what? I don't even know. I feel like she's always, I mean, it's like, you know, she's an incredible singer. She became famous for being an incredible singer, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's like trying to get the serious acting roles. Like, no <laughs> singing here. No serious, singing. scary. <laughs> Like she thought it was like going to be like the, this was going to be her like fatal attraction. Yeah. You know? Her mainstream cut over. I, I, I was just very like, I was like, she's familiar, looked her up. And then I was like, just why is this obviously talented woman in this movie? Do you feel like she and JLo, since JLo is also an actress who came sort of from a singing oh. background, do you feel like she and JLo did she's any like, like duets on the side? <laughs> do you think like just like between cameras rolling, they were just like. Like, just, like, just, you know, freestyling, just, like, off the cuff. Totally. Like a a hip-hop crossover with the Broadway sound. I would have loved to see, like, because their friendship is definitely central to this movie, and I would have loved to see the two of them just, like, an extra scene. Maybe this was on the cutting room floor, (laughs) but, like, they go to karaoke one night. Like, instead instead of going on a double date early in the movie to that deserted restaurant in an even more deserted Chinatown, there was no one on the street. Yeah. Um, What if they had gone to a karaoke bar and just, like, a little duet? Yeah, and then it would be on the soundtrack. Yeah. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, Okay, so before we, like, go into what happened, I mean, we always rate the movie at the end on the psychosexual scale, so we can save that, but, like, did you enjoy watching this <laughs> movie i would have to say a resounding no okay i think we see we watch some trash like yeah. to me i didn't love swim fan but yeah. maybe it's because i watched it twice in like one month but like this movie i was like <laughs> bored halfway through um and not even because of lack of violence or sex what about you? No, this is one of the, this is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. I would say, and this is not, which is again like, I've loved every other movie we've seen for this podcast. People don't, and a lot of them have gotten bad reviews on IMDb. Like people didn't like Swim Fan on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. It was mm-hmm. like twenty percent. The Boy Next Door makes Swim Fan look like Citizen Kane. That's true. Like the (laughs) the acting, the writing, the pacing, everything that goes 
son in the boy next door makes absolutely no sense. Which in a way, this is sort of also, I mean, obviously this is very serious, Mm. but one of my takeaways from Trump originally winning the presidency is like, this is, you know, depressing and scary, but it also means that like, if he can do that, anyone can do anything. True. Like I, I could be, I could be an Olympic gold medalist in, in, I don't know, figure skating. I can't even like regular ice skate, but if Donald Trump can be elected president, anyone can do anything. Yeah. So if this movie could get bankrolled by Hollywood, anyone we could make, we could make a, a movie. Cycle, 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 for sure. So um, BT dubs 10% on Rotten Tomato. Okay. Yeah. Great. So pretty, pretty poor. I, so yeah, so I thought it was, it was Awful. I've also really enjoyed movies that J-Lo starred in before. Um, yeah. Made in Manhattan. Oh my gosh, I was looking The Wedding movie. Planner. Yes. The Wedding Planner was great. Even some of her more serious stuff. Like I don't know if you've seen sight. Enough. Oh, I haven't. Oh, Enough. She plays a battered woman trying to escape from her, her husband with her child. And she like goes and trains in Krav Maga oh. and cuts her hair off and like I think goes and like assassinates her husband and it's very gritty. Wow. And there are actually scenes of this that she was like pulling out her enough oh, chops a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But um but yeah, this movie was bad. Yeah, it was definitely bad. Um Yeah. And I think oh, and the the fourth main actor I'll just holler roll fast at is Ryan Guzman, who is known from Step Up Revolution, Step Up All In, and Pretty Little Liars. So oh, great! Yeah, his attempt as well to kind of cross over mainstream. Handsome, yeah. and I would say not the worst thing about this movie. I found him to be okay. I thought he looked very <laughs> nondescript, like like a Hemsworth cross with like Ryan Phillippe. Totally. I also actually felt like he looked kind of like. Jesse Bradford oh from Spin Fan. He did. There I were several like moments where he's like, huh. Yeah. And just kind of tan and also could be 25 or 30, maybe. Or did you think he looked 20? He he did not look 20. Like, so that's that we learn early on. Um, I mean, the whole premise of this, like we've covered this, right? But um J-Lo is a high school teacher mm-hmm. with a teenage son who is like very sweet and good natured, but like bullied a lot right. because because he has allergies. Right. Yeah. He has allergies. Um, and this boy <laughs> moves in. Supposedly, boy moves in next door. He's 19 years old. For some reason, he's still in high school. For some reason that he briefly loses you. He's like, there was an accident. Yeah, so I lost some years. Now I'm finishing. Like, what? Like, what? what happened? Um, but, so he's like 19 years old. He's in high school. Uh, just transferred to the school. He looks easily 29. Yeah. Great bod. J-Lo looks 29. Oh they look God. the exact same age. J-Lo. I mean, J-Lo looks phenomenal she looks in this movie. so good in this movie. <laughs> um, and did you notice, like, she wore a lot of, like, asymmetrical outfits. She asymmetrical did. necklines. Like, always a shoulder. Always a, a floor-length skirt. Like, an ankle-length, like, a maxi dress or, like, yeah. a full-length skirt yeah. at all times. Yeah. But then, like... But then, like, daring enough to wear a tube dress, too. Yeah, she looked great in this movie. <laughs> she did. I feel like whoever was doing the costuming for this movie and, like, the overall styling... Yeah. Like, loved J-Lo and maybe it had, like, a, a horrible breakup with Kristen Chenoweth because he was just <laughs> oh, like, how can we just give you this, like, sad, sad haircut? <laughs> oh, and the writer of this movie was so mean to Kristen Chenoweth. At a point later, remember when Ryan is like, 
you're just a dried up <gasps> old woman who yes. like is trying to look young and sexy, but yes. she's not. Yeah, wait, there's like literally misogyny. Jennifer Lopez and Kristen Chenoweth are one year apart in age. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, I guess no like, comment, they're like friends but... in the movie, so I guess they're theoretically the same age. Yeah. But wow. It's also so sad because every everyone and everything in this movie is so nice to J Lo and so mean to Chris and Jenna. Like the like the main the boy next door is constantly like J Lo. Like you bought those sexy heels, you don't need to wear them. Those oh are for a, those are for a woman who's trying to be sexy but isn't. But you're naturally sexy. And yes. then later to Chris and Chenoweth, he was like. You're trying to dress like someone who's sexy, but you're disgusting. Oh, wow. It's so true. Yeah. There's oh. some, uh... um, but basically, so like the premise again, she's a teacher. This boy moves in next door, goes to the high school where she teaches, and they end up having sex. And essentially, like the whole thing is she's terrified that people will find out. And mm-hmm. She'll like, lose her son, lose her job, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if that's Strictly true. I think that's gotta be true. He's over eighteen, know, and he wasn't a student teacher. before. At the time she slept with him, he wasn't a student. Mm. No, I still think that you would definitely. That's like, <laughs> like your reputation. Like you that's know, true. Yeah, definitely, you literally immediately be. Yeah, yeah. But um, we wish we had a friend to call about that. But no. yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So one thing I wanted to add that I noticed from the beginning is this, like. So J-Lo, basically, her and Aiden, or the guy, her husband in the movie, they're, like, maybe, like, on a break or separating or something. And the reason is because he has cheated on her with <laughs> his, like, co-worker who smells like chocolate chip smells cookies. Smells like chocolate chip cookies. So that reference is made. And I, I'm just curious about your thoughts on that. And then J- <laughs> they cut to J-Lo later, like, sniffing, like, a sad chips and, ahoy. Like, disgustingly, like, like, putting it away. Yeah. Like... I mean, is this woman baking a lot of cookies? Does she have incense? And then there's a whole thing that later, too, there's that scene where the boy next door has, like, just slept with J-Lo the night before, and she's freaking out, and her whole family's over, and J-Lo's son offers the boy next door some cookies. It was like, oh, do you want to grab a cookie for the road? And he's like, sure, I love your mom's cookies. Like The cookie metaphor is strong. Cookies, (laughs) sex, moms, and sort of like, oh, like, douchebag cheating husband like you don't appreciate her cookies right. but I, you know you're too busy going after the cookies of the secretary who also interestingly enough was his secretary was based in, in san, san francisco, francisco. Yeah. and so san francisco is also like code for just like slut city yeah she'd be like <laughs> she, <laughs> there's this whole scene where Kristen Chen, it's like he's always going to san francisco and yeah. she's like he doesn't go to san francisco anymore yeah and later jokes <laughs> about san francisco yeah a little bit later he's like oh, i'm going on a business trip because where it's like it doesn't matter and she's like san francisco <laughs> and he's like it's not like that like, yeah no sf gets dragged in this movie as two sure. people who live in san francisco i feel like it, it is not no. the sin yeah. capital of even california no for sure not yeah. Maybe go on some nice hikes. True. Wholesome. <laughs> Eat clam chowder in a bread bowl. Yeah. Great coffee shops. Yeah. Only real cookies. <laughs> no innuendo cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even know what to say about this movie because it's so terrible. But I did notice some really interesting, like, classic PST things that <laughs> now that we've seen a, a couple, I feel like there are these, like, repeat things that keep coming out. Can so, I notice the same thing? Oh, man, fantastic. Okay, go on. So, first one to me is, in every PST we've seen so far, 
the um the what are we gonna call him the villain mm-hmm. I guess like mm-hmm. the sexy but unhinged mm. perpetrator of crimes um should we just I, what, antagonist I guess I guess the antagonist yeah. Yeah. the villain the antagonist villain. what do we like the villain, the villain. Yeah. so in all of these the villain comes in and they're they're like they're part they're appealing but different and they always seem like older and out of place in their demographics so um swim fan erica christensen like transfers in seems much older like dresses older looks Mm. older more sophisticated in this one he is in fact old to be a high high school school senior but he also did you notice like Every other kid is going to school in like a t-shirt. He's wearing a tie and a cardigan. <laughs> he walks into class the first day also like reciting Iliad. reciting the, fuck, the Iliad. The Iliad stuff. It was too much. Too yeah. much. Or or like teaching the boy who's like literally 2 years younger than him how to fix a car. Like exactly. being a dad. Exactly, exactly. And so so that was so being a little bit, you know, like being a little bit seeming older, more mature, also in fear. He's oh, yeah. older, older. Reese is the innocent mm-hmm. high school student. So he's sort of older and out of place for his demo, um, which gives him some power, I guess. Also, weird relationships between the villain and the protagonist's family. Oh, yeah. Everyone's always trying to get in with the family, right? Yeah. So um, Erica Christensen in Swim Fan, we see her cozying up to Jesse Bradford's mom, buying her flowers, like in fear. Uh, what's his name? Dave. David? David? Yeah. Yeah, and feared David, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. is like cozying up to the whole family and like mentoring the little brother and like yeah. planting trees with the stepmom. And here also, uh, he immediately steps in and becomes like the dad to JLo's son right away. Yeah. No, and I also think like the families are also usually already kind of effed up. So, like, obviously, um, in this movie, like, there's some weird family dynamic, like, lots of resentment of the son and the dad had left and the separation Mm. and fear, very strange family dynamics going on, kind of a divorce, remarried family and lots of resentment, um, kind of same thing. There's something going on in the family, not, not family, but like, you know, there's no dad around in, in swim fan and, and even town and Mr. Ripley, it's like, you know, um, the Jew law character and his relationship with his father. And oh, yeah. So there's always, there's some strife at home, which allows this villain to kind of come in and like stir things up. That. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Another thing I noticed, which isn't, hasn't happened in every movie is like very common car chase. Car chase. Right? Every There's movie. There's always some like crazy car thing. Well, car not for Talented. I don't think there was one in Talented Mr. Ripley, but like. There's a the, boat thing in Talented Mr. Ripley. There's a boat thing. Vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Vehicles, yeah. But in this one again, so what happens um, in this one? They, oh, the dad and the son are like going on a ride and it's convertible and it's kind of like this moment where he's trying to reconcile with his son and the brakes have been cut and, you know, they kind of veer off the road. It's kind of quite, quite crazy. I wonder too, so one thing that came to me watching this is, is it an essential ingredient of a psychosexual thriller that our hero or heroine, Mm. do they have to, do they have to do something wrong Mm. that in some way sets all of this into motion? That's a great question. For instance, um... In Swim Fan, obviously the most cut and dried example, right. like he cheats on his girlfriend right. and that kind of sets everything loose and that is probably what prevents him from 
it, it sort of complicates things and it also prevents him from maybe like putting the issue to bed as quickly as possible mm-hmm. because he has something to hide. Mm-hmm. Same with this. J-Lo is trying to hide the fact mm-hmm. that she slept with a student at her school. Yep. Um, Even telling Mr. Ripley, Jude Law was like cheating all over the place definitely. and had secrets from Marge and that kind of gave him fuel. Totally. And, and then how do you feel about in fear? I mean, she... One of the things that opens her up to danger is she wasn't supposed to invite David over to her house, mm, but yeah. she gives him the code and invites him over. Like, it could be like rebellion against parents or her dad, really. Yeah, like, are we supposed to see that as like, oh, she really made a mistake, she broke the rules, and like now it's coming back to haunt her? Yeah. Or does she seem more like just an innocent victim? Um, I mean, she definitely feels more innocent, but I think there's still this underlying story of like, okay, you've like kind of met up with the bad guy or done something you shouldn't have and then there's some sort of like retribution in the form of this crazy stalker villain yeah yeah interesting yeah um one other thing i noticed that isn't really psycho or sexual at all is um so let's talk about what um Jennifer Lopez teaches. <laughs> okay, so this is, this is a she, high school. She, okay. Yes. But she's an English teacher, but she teaches the classics. She teaches the classics. Is this like a fancy <laughs> high school? Also, you find out that they were reading Iliad for the whole year. <laughs> the whole year. <laughs> like, I haven't even read one book for a whole semester in college. Totally. So, like, that for me, I was like, hmm interesting she's in high school it doesn't even seem like a fancy prep school but totally. she gets to teach one classics book that is actually very interesting because you're right i was thinking she when she, i heard she taught the classics i was like oh yeah she's like a latin teacher but no she's not no. they're reading the iliad in english yes for the whole but day. she's not just an english teacher she's a classics, classics teacher yeah. also speaking of crazy things about i mean let's get back to the classics in a second but this high school is crazy they also have an entire boxing ring right. and like boxing <laughs> training area in their gym it's not like gym class they'll box sometimes they have an entire boxing program with a very intense boxing ring yeah. and like 15 punching bags yes um but back to the cl- back to the classics she's also so one of the reasons one of like the central attractions between her and the boy next door is he just volunteers and it's unclear to me if he's already if he's doing this because like he, he like somehow researched. knows, yeah. like he researched her, I, sort of like Erica Christensen researches yeah. like the guy that the swimming guy, um, but he's like, oh, I love the classics. Homer is my favorite, oh and they're like gosh. quoting them back and forth to each other. Whereas then J Lo goes on that date with an adult, oh. with an adult man who's like such a dick about the classics. Yeah. He's just like. Classics aren't useful. Kids need jobs and money. And J-Lo's like, greed fuels them. Yeah, yeah. They have a whole discussion about capitalism. Uh, Wait, but here, Ken, let me ask you this. What is her last line before she swims out? Who is her proof that the classics matter? It's so good. So she, well, they're just talking about greed and the economy. And she's like, money isn't the most important thing. I'm trying to educate them. And he's like, women should do what I say. And she she walks I mean, it was comically... That yeah, um, she marches out, then whips around in her kitten heels, yes, and says, "J.K. Rowling, billionaire, yep, classics major, yep, and yep, stocks yep. out, yep." Which is a great point. It is a great point, but I also was like, "Wow, this movie! I never would have thought before seeing it that I would watch Jennifer Lopez, you know, yell J.K. Rowling." In the middle of this movie. Totally. And she did. And she did. <laughs> and she did. Billionaire Classics Major, which also reminded me, 
J.K. Rowling was your graduation speaker. She was. She was. From college. That's and right. I was there. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. And it was a very moving speech. She talked about failure. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Same. Um, what else is there to say about this movie? Uh, I don't know. I feel like usually we have so much to gab so about. So much to say. I mean, let's talk about his allergic reactions for a second. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the allergies. Uh, we learned that the kid. Well, this is like the most... <laughs> crazy so right. the kid's like allergic to bee stings is what we first learned but i guess right. just like everything but they're like oh and the reason he's bullied there are these kids who call him the whiz yeah. <laughs> because that's why why do they call him the whiz Deanna? oh god did i even pay attention was there i forgot wait this is so terrible so a... he's being bullied in the hardware store by these kids being like it's the whiz um, <laughs> um, they call him that not because he's like a nerd and smart or something. They call him the whiz because as oh. JLo tells the boy next door, apparently he had a, he got stung by a bee on the playground. Yeah. <laughs> he had a little incident. He, um, was so frightened by the allergic reaction that overtook him that he, lost control of his bladder right that's right okay. and ever since they called him the whiz which is cruel um but they also so these people would be like it's the whiz and then <laughs> at a later scene one of the bullies is like hey your favorite movie was on tbs yeah, last night the whiz yeah. pause it's like the black wizard of oz you're like we know <laughs> Yeah, that was Why a say weird that joke if you Explain it. The Wiz. It's like the Black Wizard of Oz. Yeah, this screenplay, <laughs> I have to say, is just something. It is. Um, oh, so like, okay, let's talk about when he has the attack and basically yeah, 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 yeah. the boy next door saves him. So they're like punching, punch, they're like at boxing, boxing class, class and he's like <laughs> punching the bag. I couldn't tell if he had like actually sabotaged him, like, like... Was he just saving him? He just, like, literally had an allergy attack out of nowhere and he saved him? Or I always thought, like, oh, we'll find out that he had actually put something somewhere, you know? Right. And but we he don't. Didn't. We don't. Yeah. And so it's it's very strange because he has um, – so he has allergies and the only thing that we've heard that he has an allergy to is bee stings yeah. so far. And yet here he is inside boxing and it's like he's boxing harder and harder and harder. And he kind of starts having an asthma attack but right. then he breaks out in hives all right. over his face right. and, like, falls over right. – dying right and then he and then the boy next door runs his locker finds his EpiPen, and then like frantically doesn't know where to stab, where do I him. stab him and the last one stabs him saves him and like manically like is so happy and picks him up like a little rag doll that i was sure i was like surely he did this like he, he did stabbed. this right yeah, no yeah, yeah. they never tie it up no i think and that's the thing with this movie you always think it's gonna be more conniving than oh, it actually definitely. is it's definitely. just like nope it's also there's so many like, weird so yeah so apparently this kid is deathly allergic to bee stings and exercise. <laughs> boxing. Um, boxing and uh, and then but then yeah, all these other threads that didn't that like kind of connected. Like one thing we learned early on is the boy next door is very handy. So we first meet him because JLo's <laughs> garage door is sort of broken. Yeah. And they're like running late to his allergist appointment. Of course. And the boy next door like comes in and is like, let me help you with that. And he looks and goes, oh yeah, it's the clutch. Like, yeah. which, did you even know that the garage doors had no, clutches? Didn't. I did not. But he yeah. was like, yeah, it's the clutch. I'll like fix it. I'll just go to the hardware store and 
and uh, get some new parts. And he's like, oh, hey, little man, you want to come with me? Yeah. Like, to his son, just like immediately, whatever. And Jayla was like, we literally have an appointment with the best allergist Who could in cure the my state. son. Who could cure my son right now. And the boy's like, well, we're already going to be late. And she's like, okay, go to the, go the hardware store. store, fix the clutch. And then later, the like the connecting line, yeah. when the boy and his dad almost die on the right. road, right. he's like, the kid who knows nothing about anything yeah is like wait there's no clutch yeah so we're like oh clutches wait let's also talk about later so very later j-lo ends up like in the boy next door's house finds goes into the basement <laughs> she finds his basement door bt dubs by like following an electrical cord i was like what, what? <laughs> goes downstairs obviously there's a shrine of her four thousand photos of her and like a sleeping bag and a pillow yeah. it's like why is he sleeping down there? He has a regular room <laughs> yeah, in I the house. Yeah, so he has, like, a sleeping bag situation. So many photos everywhere. She, like, of course, gets on his computer. Of course. What are the folders? Claire video. Claire, Claire video. sex video Everything's folder. so clearly. Yeah. Um, and as people who used to work at a uh, cloud <laughs> storage yeah. file management company i think one thing d and i have both learned is people are not this organized with how they downloads everything's on desktop they're not in folders yeah there's a like dodge caravan 2007 brakes folder <laughs> and you open it it's literally just images of the brakes <laughs> of the brakes and she's like wait oh my god like he he tempered with the brakes on my son's my like my yeah. husband and son's car. And then she sees another folder that says 2006 minivan exactly. breaks. Right. She goes in and then later she goes all Nancy Drew oh my tracks God. down. Right. This, this was this was actually the most ridiculous part oh my of an Extremely Ridiculous movie. She goes down to the San Bernardino Police Department. Right. They let her in. They agree to tell her everything about this case. And she's like, Tell me about the... I forget what his last name was. What's the boy's Noah? last name? I don't know. Noah. Um, he's Mr. Birdman. Birdman. Let's find Birdman. out. Birdman. Obviously, we weren't the most engaged whilst watching this. His name was Noah Sanborn. Sanborn. Yeah. Okay. So, she... We learned early on that the boy next door's parents have recently died. Yeah. This is why he's come... To move next door to J-Lo, this is why he's living with his uncle there. She sees this folder on his computer indicating to her that he's tampered with the brakes on her husband and son's car and almost killed them both. Right. She sees another folder, 2006 minivan. (laughs) So she's like, wait, I need to know what happened with a 2006 minivan. So she calls the San Bernardino Police Department. They agree to give her a tour of the their like back lot where they apparently and he's like oh yeah the Sanborn case years ago it was very sad and he directs her to like a burned out shell yeah. of a car and she's like what happened was it foul play and he's like nope just a drunk driver who yeah. ran off the road and she's like wait which and no one's question so they suspect zero foul play zero foul play and they have saved this car yeah. for years. Yes. It's like on the lot. Like I don't, I don't work at a police department, <laughs> but I don't. First of all, the detective is just just available. She just she's shows so up. Available. and He's like, oh yeah, that case. I have all the details. And it's all like, the details. Oh, evidence. Here it is, right here. Here it is. And also, it's like it's not a case. Like he's saying repeatedly, 
there is no foul play. It was just a drunk driver. So but it's we, like, oh, we save all the evidence of drunk driving like cases for 10 car. years. Burn out. Burned a full burnout car. And then at the very end, she's like, but what if it wasn't a drunk driving case? And he's like, well, what else could it be? And she's like, what if the brakes gave out? And he's like, well, if they did, brakes give out all the time. I don't know. And then she goes, one more question. Was this a 2006 <laughs> minivan? He was like, ma'am. That's exactly what this was. It's like also he was like, "Do why, you have something to tell me?" Why no brand name? There was a brand name for her husband. For her husband's car, it was like a Dodge Charger or yeah. whatever. Like, why not say like a 2006 Toyota Previa? Like, come up with a like a yeah. 2006 minivan. Yeah, maybe the other one was sponsored. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You're right. They were trying to get a sponsorship deal with like a you know, whatever in Sienna. No, and then honestly, <laughs> at the same time, like who. Is she? She's literally not related to the case at all. Not like a civilian. So you and I can just march to like the San Francisco Police Department, ask about a car crash from ten years ago, and look at the look at the evidence. Look at the evidence. Like it's not somehow like compounded or, or like it hasn't been like taken out. I don't know. The whole that whole scene was insane. Um, and also, you don't need it because the thing is, she already knows. She has the folder at this point. Also, she has the folder, but she also. Like, at this point, the boy next door is completely snapped. He um, has gotten very violent and crazy with her. He threw a, another... He fractured a kid's skull by bashing it repeatedly right. into the locker. Right. right, Which is also very, again, like, psychosexual thrillers. Start sexy. They get very violent, very usually violent. against other people. Right. right? Not you so at first. So, very much like um, Erica Christensen and Swim Fan, like, yeah, and baseball bat to the skull... Fear with Gary, yeah. Always someone else's collateral damage. Like, yeah. you don't want to be friends with the protagonist. The last person you want to be in a psychosexual thriller <laughs> is friends with the protagonist. But the boy next door has already, like, fractured a boy's skull. He's already um, thrown Kristen Chenoweth like across the hallway yeah. and then confronted her in her office and like said horrible things to her. And was expelled. And was expelled. Yeah. So you don't need to know that he killed his parents. Yeah. It, it, the whole thing was, okay. yeah. So the other thing I thought was interesting, and maybe this is why I wasn't as, I don't know, like why it wasn't appealing is like, it didn't seem to me that J-Lo was ever like that scared by him or like he was frightening obviously and she was probably like worried for her well-being but let's talk about that scene in the bathroom where he literally wrote at the school bathroom <laughs> wall he wrote like I, I fucked Claire Peterson in ginormous paint she like walks in this bathroom has like blinking lights like oh no scary danger danger she sees this ginormous script and he's there and he's super violent with her and she just fu fucking knees him in the balls and leaves remember? totally she's yeah. like not even like scared and no one no one ever addresses that with her like the principal's like claire we're concerned about you like, somebody <laughs> saw you touch a student whatever like what's going on but he wasn't like also claire <laughs> the entire wall of the yeah, boys bathroom painted. says i thought claire was also did her son not need to use the restroom for the rest of the movie I don't was know. he not concerned about that yeah like, what about also this i love this the son has a crush on a girl who works at the hardware store yeah. he takes her to fall fling for some reason, he meets her. It's like a very, like, suit. He has a corsage. She's in a dress. The boy doesn't pick her up and take her to the fall fling. He meets her at the right. fall fling. And Jayla's just with the son and just stands yeah. next to them yeah. while they're beginning their date. It's like, give her this corsage. She's like, 
And then the date is like, oh, J-Lo, um, some boys were saying that there's a problem in the boys' bathroom. Can you, like, go check it, it out? Like, just like, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, Here, here's another thing. And then that same night of the fall dance, J-Lo sees the boy next door having sex with this girl from the hardware store. It's never explained, like, how did they meet up? How did they meet up? <sighs> this movie is very exasperating. I know. <laughs> Again, full breasts. Yeah. Full breasts, though. Yeah. Ali. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, is there, I mean, do we want to even talk about the ending? I don't. I mean, actually, the ending is kind of crazy. So yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, of course, gets killed. Yeah. Boy Next Door kills, like, lots of rage against women generally, kills Kristen Chenoweth. But the main thing, what's, like, the climactic violence scene Ugh. at the end? Right. So the climactic violence scene. Long story short, the boy next door somehow captured Kristen Chenoweth, the son, the dad, and J Lo, and they're all in this barn. They're all like tied up, being like he's like Kristen Chenoweth's enormous barn, barn yeah. full of farm basically equipment. from the movie Saw, which I haven't even seen, but I imagine it to be like that. There's a fire raging. Okay, there's like saws everywhere, and then what does J Lo do to get them out? In the end, she stabs in the eye with an epipen. With an epipen, yeah, and then stabs gouges it. it. And then, gouges yeah, it. and then with her thumb, Gouch. just like, that scene. I think should be on the parental guide. That like, was, I need to put that in the parental guide. That that's was, true. I, I was like, I couldn't watch it. That's just true. Like, it's also like, okay, now we understand why the kid had to have allergies, just so <laughs> somebody could stab somebody in the eye with an epipen. Which also <laughs> earlier when he's getting bullied, I thought this was great. Um, the bullies who call him the whiz are like. When he's at the hardware store, he has his like EpiPen in like sort of a small like fanny pack with him right. or something, and the kids are like, "Is this your EpiPen <laughs> in your little penis purse?" <laughs> like, wait, that's a good <laughs> burn. burn. Yeah, who are these kids? We need more. Of these <laughs> we need kids. more, more kids. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like this script was half written like a Mad Libs. It's like, the son has blank, and someone wrote allergy. Allergy. And then it's like, um, J-Lo teaches blank, and someone says, the alien. Yeah. And then it's like, a celebrity's mentioned at the double date. J.K. Rowling! Right. Like, it is literally Wait, nonsense. Which also, actually, the Iliad early on, too, in their courtship, before they've had sex. This is just when, like, the boy next door is a nice and, like, very sexy, like, 30-year-old who's pretending to be 19 <laughs> who lives next like actually age appropriate but like supposedly age inappropriate kid living next door to jail also his uncle we didn't even talk oh about this God, his uncle he's like this is my uncle his uncle is like 95 years old he did at one point say actually great uncle wait he did, he did. oh okay <laughs> he kept being like how is his uncle 95 his years old well it so, makes sense yeah. he's like he's 40 <laughs> um he is literally jail's age but the um what was i saying oh iliad classics. oh right so before they have sex um and they're just like in the courtship phase he brings a book over to jail he's like here this oh, is for you God. what does she say i can't well she's like oh it's the iliad and <laughs> yeah. then she opens it and she's a- like oh, it's a first edition yeah. wait a first edition of oh my the God, Iliad. Wait, I did not put this together. The Iliad Ken, was written I like, just realized that. like four thousand years ago. It would ago. be on like a piece of script, and it would be in, I know like, Greek or something. It'd be from the would, Dead Sea. It would like be, a Dead Sea yes, scroll. Yes, it would be oh, on a it would be on a tablet. Wait, so like 
Wait, I literally didn't put like, it Like, I'm literally <laughs> looking up. It's like a book from, like, you know, 1875. In the, like, the book he's hanging to her is, like, from, like, 1865. Okay, so I just looked it up. Recent statistical modeling based on language evolution gives a date of 760 to 710 BC. <laughs> So this is over 2,000 years yeah, old. He's like, she's like, it's a first edition. This is worth a fortune. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, how was no one involved in this you know movie? I, I, like a movie, like someone wrote this movie. Someone who someone who styles themselves a writer yeah. wrote this movie. Yeah. What else has he written? This is... The like... <sighs> and no one was like, maybe we shouldn't say it's a first edition of the Iliad. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. There's a lot of logical fallacies in a lot of these movies. I just, for some reason, this one, this one was no so much worse. Because it wasn't. Okay, sorry, go on. Wait, also, you just asked about who wrote this. Yeah. It was written according to Wikipedia. Barbara Curry, a former criminal lawyer, wrote the screenplay for the film inspired by her life's experiences. <gasps> oh my god. Poor gosh. Barbara Curry. Barbara Curry. I also wonder, was Barbara Curry the JLo or was she the Kristen Chenoweth? Oh my god. <laughs> You know? Oh, man, she looks great. Barbara Curry. Better than Kristen Beautiful. Chenoweth. Also, she wrote, in addition to The Boy Next Door, she wrote The Perfect Guy, which sounds thematically related. Wait, also... Another movie? A 2015 American romantic thriller. Oh, my gosh. Who's in Oh, The Perfect Guy. Trust one, fear the other. Um. Oh, my God. Wait. It's also about, like, infidelity and San Francisco. Wow, maybe we gotta add Barbara to the Curry, list. San Francisco. Add to the list. Okay. Um, okay, well maybe before we're like completely done, should we talk about their sex scene? Like, was it hot? God. Yeah, um, I think it was yeah. hot. Like, here's the thing. I don't know what why do I hate this movie so much? Because it was hot. It was. it was hot. It was a good sex scene. Both sex scenes were good. Also what actually other, oh, with Allie wow, from the hardware yeah, store. That's right. But the the other thing I would say is like he, it, I can't actually <laughs> think about this movie, um, but I feel like, uh, what did I say? Um, <laughs> should I speak? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the sex thing was really hot and there was like, Lots of scary, violent mind game scenes, but for some reason it just like didn't. It didn't land for you. Yeah, and it, I was like bored during it. Yeah, also I mean, bored. Yeah. Well, I felt like the it just something about the acting or the chemistry or the Maybe like. I feel like all of these people have acted well in other things, but every one of J Lo's lines felt very um, over the top and unexpected. And like after she has sex with a boy next door. She is so freaked out of just like what she's done that she's making dinner for her family and she like drops, you know, the she pie. like baked a pie and she like drops the pie because she's so overwhelmed and, and like having a panic attack. Yeah. Um, that's, that's yeah. No, bad, but that seems good. Did you yeah. feel like the sex scene, this is a question that I had while watching it. Did Go you on. find the sex scene to feel a little bit rapey? Yeah. The, that was kind of like the... She's saying no a lot. Yeah, it was like the PSTE moment, which is why 
I thought it was worthwhile to talk about it because it was kind of like, it was kind of like lots of no's, but then succumbs. And it's also like, okay, so it was identical to Swim Fan, where Erica Christensen in the pool right. to Jesse Bradford is right. like, come on, I want to, like, let's do it. And yeah. Jesse Bradford's like, no, yep. we shouldn't, this is wrong, yep. I can't do this, I can't do this, no, 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 no. But it feels different when it's a guy saying that yeah. so than when it's a woman saying, like, no, 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 this is wrong, I don't want to, no. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess, which, I mean, I guess, do you, did you feel like you, and actually in that whole sex scene, like, were you, did you feel like J-Lo, when J-Lo succumbed, were you like, this is wrong, <laughs> J-Lo, or were you like, honestly, he's throwing himself at you, like, you can barely, or did it feel coerced, like, where did I you mean, land? I got that her mind wanted to say no, but her body <laughs> slash her mind did want to say yes, so I was for it. Okay. And, you know, they had, like, lusty glances through yeah. the bedroom window. She that was, like, was the hottest part, I feel like, just, yeah. like, looking back at each other, yeah. undressing through the bedroom windows. Yeah, 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 there were some steamy moments in this movie, now yeah. that I think about <laughs> Um, okay, so should we like give it its rating now? Actually, there's one more thing I'd like to discuss. Great. One more scene, Let's which get is into where um, the boy next door, like J Lo, comes to class one day and and like for some she's running late, and all the students are waiting outside the classroom because yeah. it's locked, and she opens the door and then is like, "Wait a second, and locks herself in, leaving the kids outside. And what does she find inside uh, the She has found, like, hundreds of black and white printed out photos of her and him, like, having sex. Basically, he's, like, recorded it and taken a screenshot of them doing it and printed the photos and put them all over the room. Like, hung from the rafters. And oh. the printer is still printing. The printer is still printing. Yeah. The he's, like, hacked still the printer. Going. Still going. Yeah. He hacked the printer. And then immediately, she's like, oh, my God, I have to yes. clean these up. She's, oh like, shoving yeah. them into the tiny yeah. trash can. Yeah. Room. Like, thousands of And then the photos. principal all of a sudden shows up and is, like, banging on the door. Right. Like, and Miss Peterson. Miss Peterson. Yeah. Yep. And then she's furiously trying to put all those pieces of paper into and, one trying to And then Tyra is like, there's no, I mean, and yeah. the principal has a key. He's like, I'm opening the door. And there are like still 10,000 yeah. of these pronouns but all over. She pulls it off. And then just like, rocks out. Yep. Oops. She had a personal call. Yeah, personal call. And this trash can is <laughs> overflowing with news. <laughs> Did we love this movie? I, I don't know no. why. You know, now that I'm talking about it, it's very redeeming. It's okay. But, <laughs> Did you watch it with anyone or alone? Alone. I feel like it's more fun to watch with someone. Did you watch it with someone? I watched it with my boyfriend, but although actually maybe it was less fun to watch with him because I felt so bad that he had to see it. Because <laughs> he was like watching it. Like, He's like, like, why you? Help me with my extracurricular project, you know? He was like, can we just watch Narcos? And I was like, definitely. Yeah, um, just like one and a half hours of this. Actually, I do need to watch this, though. What did he think? Um, He was... He did. He like wasn't on his phone at all the whole time. He was very attentive. Oh. He did find the sex scene to be rapey. Um. He was not. He was not engaged. I think neither of us was. Yeah, in, it was in, even in like the most like tense parts. It was very easy <laughs> to just like not pay attention anymore. I don't know, guys. I think everyone see it. Let us know what's going on. Do or don't see it. I don't know if you need. If there's one movie that I would say skip, like one of the reasons I love psychosexual thrillers is because I 
feel like anytime you're in a mood of like, what should I watch on Netflix? Mm. I don't know. I'd be like, you know what? Watch a PST because you will enjoy it. You will be on the edge of your seat. Mm -hmm. You will be surprised and titillated and it'll be great. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't feel that way about this movie. This movie was mostly boring and irritating. (laughs) But I did think like if you're in the mood to watch us so bad it's good, like why are any of these things happening? Why did any of these things make sense? Or if you're a struggling screenwriter and you're just not believing in yourself and you're like, I'm never <laughs> going to make, like, no one will ever see something that I've written on screen. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. Barbara Curry. You'll feel, so, you'll, you will know that you can succeed. Barbara Curry. Barbara Curry. Wait, so, okay. Before okay. we do the ratings, I will do a quick Amazon review recap. Okay. So, hear what others are saying. Um, first review, five stars from Stephanie. She says... Not a good idea to cross that age gap. I would, but that's me. <laughs> so her rating is more, I think, about um, the uh, relationship and not about the movie. Not a good idea to cross that age gap. I would, but that's me. <laughs> Second five star from Eddie. <clears throat> movie focuses on Ryan Guzman's muscles and Lopez's still gorgeous body. The uh, acting is also convincing. <laughs> convincing. A very good trashy flick with lots of violence. With no redeeming social value and hot people and less things to watch. What more can people ask for? Agreed. Um, okay, a one star from Liz. It was an okay movie. I like the storyline, but the movie was just bad. Although, I made my mom watch it. She liked it. <laughs> like, why though? I would never make my mom watch it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. And then um, the last is a two star. I barely recognize Lopez due to her oddly reshaped nose. But her other famous attributes are gratuitously presented for your enjoyment. Was her, her nose is not reshaped in this. <laughs> I don't. I did not notice. Yeah. So um, always, as always, great, um, great reviews from the peanut gallery. I would actually like to share one too. The one that jumped out at me the most. Um, three stars on Amazon. Title of the review. But she has a kindness about her that is easy to watch. Oh my gosh. Which is so sweet. So review. I don't really know how many stars to give this movie. I'm a J-Lo fan. I, of course, don't know her, of course. (laughs) But she has a kindness about her that is easy to watch. That being said, she she seems to always be in a movie that is not that great. This movie has a great look, furniture, ambiance, Jennifer herself, and the really gorgeous next-door psycho. The chemistry between the two of them was palpable, to say the least. But to me, somewhere about halfway through, the directing just sunk. The ending was a tad ridiculous. And really, the whole movie was what I would describe as heavy-handed, in quotes. (laughs) I am not a fan of steamy sex scenes, but at least those scenes were tastefully done with no overt nudity. Again, we must have been seeing the director's (laughs) cut. we definitely saw uncensored. Like the uncensored (laughs) I am not a fan of... Tastely done with no overt nudity. I know sex sells, but frankly, I am tired of always having to endure watching very intimate scenes when I honestly don't think they are necessary to create an excellent movie experience. Wow. I did, however, in spite of all the above, somehow enjoy this movie, probably because of J-Lo and her fabulous persona. I also love, I think this is a very common thread in Amazon reviews. Everyone's like, but there was sex. It's like, I don't, is, I mean... Is like the Amish community very big in yeah, reviewing like, things when on When you see this poster, do you not know that there's going to be sex in it? It's like literally I know, with the movie. I know. And like also if, like there was, if there was like, no sex, the movie would make no sense. No. The entire point is she has 
hot, hot sex with a boy next yeah. door. Yeah. You can't elide that part. Also, one more customer review. Yes. <laughs> Classic. Favorite. Um, one star on Amazon. Review. Movie would not play. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great. There you go. All right. Well, Ken, um, let's give it our psychosexual rating. So let's start with... Um, the Psycho, how many pumpkins would you give it? This movie was not scary at all. Um, three pumpkins. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm only giving it three pumpkins because the EpiPen scene was mm. intense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then how many uh, shakes of spice for sexiness? Uh, probably, I, um, I mean, this actually might be the sexiest movie we've watched. <gasps> All of a sudden, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, more than fear? Like fear. Um, there's yeah, there's more sex in this than fear, huh? Right? I feel like there's more sex and it's like more, more intense. gratuitous, yeah. So, yeah, nine. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I would probably give it like five pumpkins because I would say the eye gouging at the end was oh, very yeah. that was intense. disgusting, and I would actually say like five shakes of spice. Oh, interesting, yeah. I okay, just wow. You know, I now that you're saying it, like, did we see the most like nude flesh? Yes, but it just wasn't sexy for me. I <laughs> couldn't get into it. Got it. Right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, maybe miss this movie, yeah. but if you don't, or if you've already seen it, let us know what you think. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, next week we'll be watching Gerald's Game, a 2017 straight to Netflix thriller. Um, Summary, while trying to spice up their marriage in their remote lake house, Jessie must fight to survive when her husband dies unexpectedly, <laughs> leaving her handcuffed to their bed frame. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to queue up the trailer right now. This is going to be good for us, Jess. Really good. That's a marriage, isn't it? Working on the difficult things. For better or worse. Let's go in and get comfy. <laughs> I bet you think your husband will be back any minute. Trying to go for help. There's no one for miles. Gerald? I'm sorry, baby. You don't get to know my name. I don't like this. I'm serious. Stop. I'm like that. Stop it! What are you playing? Is this really what it takes these days? Oh, I know you were so wrong. We were happy once. Wow. Gerald? What? Oh, no. Gerald? Oh. Yeah. That's oh. right. Oh, there he goes. Miles, nobody from Miles. Wake up. Just wake up. It's time to wake up, honey. Five hours you've wasted screaming for neighbors that are half a mile away if they're even here yet. I
everything you need to survive from the beginning. Oh, Just have to remember. Back off. Oh my god. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Wow. Right? Okay, I'm already That's calling it. For us, Jess. Really good. I'm already calling it. He's not really dead and it's just <gasps> pretending to be dead. Wow. You know? Save it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you enjoyed the podcast, um, please tell a friend and leave us a rating and review on iTunes or rather, I guess, the Apple podcast app. Right, and uh, give uh, Gerald's Game a watch on Netflix. Everyone has it, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.